Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang. I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more Reddit stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. As I always say, it hugely helps out. And... Let's crack on with today's story. Now, today's story says, parents booted me out at 18 and left me homeless. 10 years later, and they lost everything to 2020 bankruptcy. So they broke into my home to squat while I was away. This is a rant story, and I just need a place to vent this. I don't want to reveal any details that would get me recognized, especially by my parents, if they happen to be on Reddit. So please, no one asks for any details I don't already provide in this post. I'm 30 male, and my parents didn't really want kids. I was an only child and pretty much an accidental pregnancy from what relatives have told me, as my parents claimed that they were going to be child-free when they married. My childhood was initially good, but I think after I started growing out of the cute and adorable phase, my parents were less inclined to spend time with me. They both worked and had their own business that they started together. That business was their life and I was always second fiddle to it. Any of the close members of family like my grandparents lived states away and I barely knew anything about them till I was an adult. So I had no other family around my entire childhood. I was practically raised by TV and my school teachers. My own birthdays by the time I became a teenager were often spent without my parents as they'd give me some money and tell me to go out and buy whatever I wanted. It was more or less the same with Christmas and sometimes even back to school shopping. We wouldn't even have a Christmas tree after I turned 10 if it weren't for the fact I convinced my parents to buy a fake one I could build up and then take apart later every year. If I were to describe my parents... Think of them as those people who always wear black, drink lots of wine, and look down their noses at people. And the last I saw of my parents, they looked and acted the same way, although my father was always wearing a toupee now. When I turned 16, I asked my parents if I could work part-time for them in their business, and they just told me they had no open positions or anything like that. They may as well have just come right out and said they didn't want me there. After I turned 18, my parents told me that since I was an adult, they expected me to move out as soon as I was able. I was working part-time because I was still in high school and I didn't have anywhere near enough saved for college. And not long after high school ended, my parents told me to pack up and move out. They got an official eviction notice that gave me 30 days in everything. They didn't even help me move. I had to get help from a friend's dad who owns a truck. I ended up renting a crappy apartment and working retail. I had no real life experience and no time for college. Then after just a few months, I got fired because my manager legitimately had it out for me and wrote me up for the stupidest things. I don't even remember what they were anymore, but I wasn't the only one the manager treated that way. I called corporate about it and so did a few other people. 
Corporate looked into the manager and they were soon fired for various reasons. Not many of which I actually know since it was mostly kept quiet. But someone told me theft of cigarettes was a part of it. And the manager was a chain smoker. Corporate refused to rehire me and only said they'd change the record to say I was laid off instead of terminated so my resume would still be clean. Guess they considered me damaged goods or something. I ended up going broke pretty fast because I was terrible at managing my own money and couldn't find steady employment. So I lost my apartment. I went back to my parents begging for help, but they refused to take me in. Not even for a little while to get back on my feet. I ended up homeless and living out of a tent in someone's backyard in winter. My friends had all moved on to college, some in other states, and I was a broke kid taking whatever work I could to stay alive. My salvation came when one of the neighbors of my parents found out I was living out of a tent and offered to take me in for a little while so I wouldn't freeze. She helped me badger my parents into telling me how to get in touch with other members of my estranged family. My parents did not want to say. My guess is out of fear of being judged for throwing their son out the way they did. But they coughed up the info and gave me a list of contact details and then told me not to bother them ever again. I called my grandparents from my father's side of the family and they were very surprised and happy to hear from me because they hadn't seen me since I was an infant and I'm their only grandchild. My grandparents, after finding out my situation, flew me over to live with them as soon as they could. They basically adopted me. My parents didn't even see me off at the airport despite being invited to. I had zero contact with them for pretty much a decade. My grandparents said they despised my parents for treating me so poorly and legally disowned them by striking them from their wills. My parents, I'm told, were not happy to hear that, but also said it didn't really matter because they were plenty well off and didn't really need anything from my grandparents. How wrong that statement turned out to be. After about a year of living with my grandparents, I was able to afford to start going to community college. I got an associate's degree, got a decent job thanks to a recommendation from my grandpa and eventually my grandparents offered to sell me their house so they could retire to Arizona. My grandma wanted to live in a warmer climate as the cold winter was getting harder and harder on her health every year. I was sad to see them go, but I happily bought the house. They sold it to me for one third its value and I'll have it paid off in a few more years. My job has me going away on the road periodically so I can end up away from home for weeks at a time. Not that I mind travel. I have no pets or a girlfriend or anything like that. I wouldn't have time for them right now, but in a few years, when I have some things in order, I'll make time. I don't want to stay a lonely bachelor forever. Then one day in late 2020, I came home from being away for over two weeks only to find a large white van I did not recognize in my driveway. I was getting ready to call the police when I noticed the van had the logo from my parents' business on the side of it, and I felt dread. Yes, my parents were there. They'd broken in somehow and were living out of my home, and they had the nerve to greet me like we were buddy-buddy the moment I walked in. I told them to get the hell out, and they refused because it was grandma and grandpa's house. I said it wasn't their house anymore. They'd sold it to me when they retired. They'd have known that if they were in any way involved with my life but they threw me to the walls 10 years prior with no life experience. We argued and they refused to leave. My father told me it was his parents' house first and that meant he and my mother had the right to live there if they wanted. I walked right into my bedroom, locked the door and called the police. 
When the cops showed up, they were of no help. My parents claimed to them that they had already been there long enough to have residency, which was a complete lie, but I had no cameras to prove they weren't there a month. My neighbors had no cameras either. So it was my word against my parents over how long they'd really been there, and they were claiming squatters' rights. They told police they had a verbal rental agreement with me and that I was trying to illegally evict them for no reason. My mother even put on the waterworks when saying that. The police told me it was a family dispute and to file eviction with the courts to get them out. And this was in 2020. Getting to court for anything took longer because of the pandemic. Meanwhile, my parents are squatting in my house rent-free and rubbing it in my face. From the information I got out of them, their business went bankrupt and they sold off almost everything they had to pay their debts. All they had left was the van and a few personal belongings. So they expected to live in my house rent-free for the foreseeable future. They were working too. Both of them soon got new jobs. My father as a delivery driver, my mother as a sales associate. They were making money and the only thing they contributed to was electricity and water utilities which was basically just handing me a $100 bill every month and saying I should be grateful they were paying me anything. Anytime I tried to discuss proper rent with them, they just said I owed it to them to live rent-free because I took 18 years of their lives and it's not like they were demanding the money back for that time and threatened to stop helping with the utilities altogether. I was so at my wit's end that I ended up calling my grandparents to explain the situation to them. They were very unhappy and spoke with my parents but my parents still said they had rights to stay in my home and refused to budge. My grandpa told me he was sorry it had come to this and that if they hadn't sold me the house, my parents wouldn't have invaded. I told him not to worry. I'd already filed for a legal eviction and would get it soon enough. My parents already knew they were on borrowed time. I made sure to stay in earshot of my parents too. They responded with the silent treatment. My father was away most of the time driving a delivery vehicle six days a week, which was a job really not to his liking. My mother basically tried to take over my house in her spare time. She demanded I let her rearrange my living room and even tried to force me to give her and my father the master bedroom because they were my parents and they deserved better, as she put it. I vetoed both of those things and said they don't deserve better and to stop trying to act like I owe them anything. I didn't ask to be born and it's a normal obligation for parents to raise their own children and all they were doing was try to assert dominance to try and keep me from kicking them out. Finally, after four months and now into early 2021, I managed to take my parents to court over their squatting. We only needed to go to court because they fought the eviction and tried to gaslight me into rescinding it. They tried to use the fact it was formerly my grandparents' house and the fact that they were giving me $100 a month as some sort of leverage of residency. But there was no real rental agreement and they were smart enough to not try and forge one as that would have been fraud. So the judge ordered that they need to be out in a maximum of 30 days because they have zero claim on my house. After court, they confronted me and said they were disappointed in me for kicking out my own flesh and blood. I couldn't help but laugh and called them hypocrites because that's exactly what they did to me without a care in the world for my well-being. They had no love for me, so I had no love for them. I owed them nothing. They just tried to act like everything that was mine is theirs, but they had no right to call themselves my parents because they've never really acted like it. I called them a pair of snobby lying narcissists to their faces and told them to get their affairs in order because they already know I won't hesitate to call the police if they don't leave my house when the 30 days are over. 
My father looked enraged, but my mother stopped him from saying or doing anything by grabbing his shoulder and shaking her head. He sneered at me and walked away. They left, but not without a lot of tension. That final month was spent with them either guilting me to try and make me change my mind or completely ignoring me. I put up a calendar in the living room and checked off each day before they had to leave with a red marker, and the exact day they were to be out was marked with a big red circle. I still remember that final day, which was March 2nd. My parents waited until the exact day they had to leave my home for good before they finally left. Even when all their stuff was out of the house and they were sleeping on the floor in the guest room for a few days. Since they were so convinced they could make me let them stay, they didn't bother to try and look for an apartment until after the court eviction went through and my mother spent weeks scrambling to find an apartment. They had to get a tiny and crappy studio apartment in the next city over because it was the only thing they could find on such short notice. A lot like what I had to do when I was 18. Quite ironic. I drove my mother over to see it once and the apartment was terrible. The walls were baby bath green and the carpet looked like it was 20 years old. The only window just had a view of a brick wall outside. There was no dishwasher, the stove was the smallest one I'd ever seen and the toilet looked like it really needed to be replaced. The walls also did little to stop the noise from neighbors. There was already two people loudly fighting in the adjacent apartment while we were there. My mother went out of her way to try and give me sad looks while dropping hints that I should be feeling guilty that I was reducing them to live in such a place. But I just acted oblivious to it all until she finally stopped. They signed the lease right away and moved what little stuff they had into the apartment over the weekend. They also ended up demanding the queen-size bed, dresser and flat-screen TV from my guest room. I told them just to take the damn things because I no longer wanted them in the house after they spent five months sleeping in that room. They looked at me like I was treating them as though they were diseased and demanded nothing more. The moment they had to leave for good, I started changing the locks on all exterior doors. All their stuff was at the apartment and they'd spent their last night in my guest room. They watched me start ripping the old lock off the front door as they were getting into the van. They said nothing. I said nothing. But they just sat and watched me for a while until I had the new door until I had the new doorknob on. Then they finally left. I breathed a massive sigh of relief the second that van went down the road. I figured karma had finally come for them and they could live under a rock for all I cared. But nope. My grandparents heard from them recently. They called them to brag that they had a new business similar to their old one in the same state I'm living in now. And they were basically on track to be right back to where they used to be in life prior to the pandemic, which was making good money and looking down on others. I've already Googled their new business and it seems like it's doing well. They have many positive reviews and everything. I'm pretty friggin' resentful, truth be told. They put me through being homeless, squatted for next to free at my house for months and went right back to being snobby, wine-drinking business people they used to be. If karma is real, it's taking too damn long. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. My word, we do have an edit and an update to this one as well. But my word, what an absolute tail OP has right here. Imagine going through that, being kicked out at 18, having to live in a house, being scared, lonely, not knowing what to do with your life. As he said, he didn't have much life experience prior to where he is right now. And luckily, his neighbors and grandparents stepped in and his life turned around suddenly. But then to have these people that's done so much damage to come back into your life, squatting in your home, what is going through those parents' mind? Obviously, you know, absolute arseholes completely and when OP explained sort of like the black suits, wine drinkers, all I could think of, and I know it's going to be completely out there, was if you've ever seen like National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation and there's the next door neighbors who are like business people and they drink wine and stuff while the next door neighbors doing all the kind of crazy stuff. That's all I could picture was those two. But even those two weren't as bad as these parents in this particular story. Holy shit. And I know the advice from Reddit is going to be the cameras, the changing your locks, all that good stuff to protect your house from them because if they can squat once can they do it again can they wait a certain amount of time and move in again they just have little regard to what your thoughts and feelings are they really do not care they don't care about op and it's awful to say and i feel so sorry for op to have parents like that op just deserves so much more love and respect for what the parents went through and they have the fucking cheek to come back into op's life like that and attempt to damage it even further absolute horrible people but before we go to these edits we're going to cover a couple of the comments let's see what they say so excellent cold says the camel will hit when either or both of them get old and have no one to take care of them you just live your life because they are clearly so evil they get a kick out of your misery don't give them the pleasure oh and despite what they say they absolutely will try to fuck with your inheritance once your grandparents pass on be prepared for that OP reply said my grandparents are prepared for that. They're going to give my father the minimum amount needed so he can't contest the will when they pass away. And they've joked about paying it all to him in dimes. My mother would get jack from the will as she only married into the family and isn't entitled to anything. My grandparents been covering their asses about it legally for the past year and no one will really get anything until both my grandma and grandpa have passed away. Though that's not really something I care to think about because I hope my grandparents will still be around for a long time to come. Big Shy says, wow, this was definitely a story worth it to read. The only question I have is how the fuck your grandparents raised that shit stain of a fucker while being one of the nicest people I've read about on the sub. I cannot begin to imagine literally having 40% of your life being torture. Hope you have it better now. Good luck with whatever you're doing now. Let's have one more comment from Drago. He says, holy shit, you should never have gone inside to confront them. You should have called a towing company to impound their shitty van for trespassing on your private property. Change your locks when they left to get it released and maybe a lawyer to speak to law enforcement on your behalf while never admitted, let alone confirming that you ever knew these strangers who invaded your personal home. Wonder if you could have gotten away with hiring armed security to defend your property from home invaders with lethal force in your state. 
So then OP goes on to edit the post, which says, I would like to thank everyone for all the constructive advice and many of the points that are being made on selling the house I'm realizing have merit. I've asked my grandparents if it'd be a good idea if I move closer to them. They told me that if I want to sell the house, then go right ahead. My parents will have no clue where I am if I move away. So I'm heavily considering it now. I'm going to see if the company I work for can transfer me down south. I think I wouldn't mind the warmer climate anyway. I've hated winter since the time I had to live in a tent. I don't have many friends where I currently am as I'm kind of a loner, so it wouldn't be too hard to start over somewhere farther away. I'm attached to this house, but it's not like I grew up in it, so I will consider moving. Yes, I understand the need for more cameras and will be looking into that. As for those wondering how my parents broke in and called the police, well, it's stupidly simple. My parents got in through a window I forgot to lock. They just pulled the screen off and opened it to get right in. Then they found my spare house keys. I kept hanging on the hook near the kitchen and copied them. When claiming squatters rights to the police as well as saying we had a prior verbal agreement. My parents presented working house keys to the cops and lied their little asses off saying I'd let them move in. My parents had also filed for an address change with the DMV online before I'd even gotten home and showed the police a printout of that they'd made and said that their new IDs with my address were soon to be in the mail. The cops just look annoyed, told me it was a domestic issue and to file to evict them like a normal person. I wish I'd gotten their badge numbers to report them. Small addition. Yes, my parents had their mail redirected to my house, which is another thing they used to claim residency. The thing is that if they'd lived in my house for more than 30 days with permission, squatters' rights would make them tenants. They claimed they had my permission and used every dirty trick at their disposal to convince the police they had the right to be there. There was no way for them to confirm or deny how long my parents had been living in the house and it turned into a situation of everybody pointing fingers and police didn't know who to believe. That's why I had to go to court to evict them. I did refuse to give my parents the Wi-Fi password while they live with me though since they were not contributing to that utility. However, they just used their smartphones to run a mobile hotspot and got internet that way the whole time they were squatting in my house. Those of you that say I should leave bad reviews or expose my parents' past, there really is no point. I'm going to take the high road there and just forget about them. However, if they committed fraud to start that new business of theirs, then I'll get some popcorn when that comes back on them because they'd inevitably call someone for help. Edit 2. For those who say they don't believe the 30-day thing were squatters, is a direct US law on the matter. In most areas, anyone who lives on your property for more than 30 days with permission can claim rights as in the eyes of the law, they become your tenants. When this happens, you will usually need to carry out an eviction procedure. However, in the case where permission was never given and an unoccupied property is forcibly entered and lived in, there are still rules you must follow. My parents falsified permission and lied how long they'd been in my house. That's why it took five months to get rid of them. Now you know. And the update which came five days later. Well, I decided to make some inquiries and spent a couple of days asking around the family about how my parents got their new business off the ground. It's pretty unusual that they were able to come back from bankruptcy and get a new business started in under two years. No, it's not an MLM, multi-level marketing for anyone that wants to know, but those who thought so. Even my parents wouldn't resort to doing that crap. They undoubtedly think MLMs are beneath them. My parents' new business is comparatively smaller than their previous one too. I'd say about half the size. Before they had at least two employees, now it's just the two of them. 
someone pointed out I should be watching my credit for identity theft. I already was and had been since I first started dealing with my parents squatting in my house. I put nothing past them and they knew it. Honestly though, I'm not sure they even bothered to remember my legal information in the past decade anyway. Hell, I'm not even sure they bothered to even remember how to spell my first name. But I did lock down my credit. There has been no unusual activity on it at all. So my parents didn't try to steal their company funds, from me at least. My paternal grandparents, or my good grandparents one would say, are the ones who actually give a damn about me. They have no idea where my parents got their money to open up shop again. My parents have called them numerous times since they disinherited my father and they have been refusing to take their calls since they called to brag about their new success a while ago. It's clear my parents had no help from my father's side of the family. So then what about my mother's? Well, I still had that old list of contacts my parents gave me filed away. And on that list was the landline number for my maternal grandmother. I did try calling my maternal grandmother back when I was homeless. She did not give a damn. I never met them in person, but my maternal grandparents are a lot like my parents. Yes, my father truly found his soulmate with my mother. As a previous commenter pointed out, they were made for each other. I managed to get in touch with my maternal grandmother once again, and not only was she long divorced from her husband, my maternal grandfather is no longer alive. That was news to me, but he passed away seven months ago, and he left my mother a sizable inheritance. So yeah, that's where they got the money to open up shop again. My maternal grandmother sounded so proud of them too. She had little interest in speaking of much else. And it's likely why my parents called my grandparents to brag about how they are so successful again. They wanted to rub salt in the wound since my good grandparents cut them off. I really don't care though, and neither do my good grandparents. Everyone on my paternal side of the family all say my parents can go kick rocks. They want nothing to do with them. I'm not the only one my parents have jaded. My mother's side of the family are full of divorcees and drunken loners who all hate each other and just pretend to act civil. My father's side are what I call just very normal and nice people. My father though burned bridges time and time again. When I was born, my grandparents wanted to be in my life, but for some reason, my parents kept me from them. Why they did this, I'm not entirely sure, but I think it's because they didn't want to be judged on their own parenting. I'd have been happier if they'd sent me to boarding school or to live with my grandparents, but I guess narcissists aren't truly happy if they don't have someone else to put down. I can only imagine the stuff they said about me behind my back my entire life. Either way, it seems my parents did nothing illegal to open up a new business, nothing that can be reported to something like the IRS anyway. No law against using funds from inheritance as seed money to self-employment. My mother, like me, was an only child. She got everything when her father died, including his house and land. That's where my parents are living now. I've seen a photo my maternal grandmother sent me. Not the nicest house, but not bad. Comparable to my own, I'd say. But it means my parents have a place to live scot-free now and likely won't need to bother me again. I want to sell my house and move, but it turns out the company that I'm in, employment of, has no branch in Arizona. So it's either I quit and look for a new employment in Arizona after selling my house or I just stay where I am and hope my parents leave me alone. I'm looking into job searching because I really don't want my parents to ever find me again. I won't move if it's not feasible, but I prefer to be able to. It'd be moot to bother getting more cameras for the house if I want to sell it ASAP. 
But if I end up stuck here because of not being able to find another job in Arizona in the coming months, then I might as well get cameras installed inside and out. I've gotten a lot of good advice on the kind of cameras to get and where to put them. I kind of doubt the same situation will ever repeat, but I just don't want my parents to ever try and seek me out again for any reason. If they need help when they're old, I'm not going to care. They'll get what they gave. Nothing. They're dead to me for the rest of my life, and the rest of my father's side of the family say the same. If I ever become a parent or step-parent, I make damn sure I never become like my parents. No child deserves that. Now, firstly, all I can say is good luck with your future OP. Whatever you choose to do, whether you choose to move or you stay, whatever, I wish you the best of luck. I'd certainly, if you are staying, like you said, look into those cameras and have your house locked down because you sound like just awful people. And I always struggle with the narcissistic mindset. I, I know it is what it is, you know, but the, the complete lack of empathy. And I, I know that's what a narcissist is. I get it. But the complete lack of empathy to letting your child, 18-year-old, move out and live in a tent in the freezing cold, abandoning them and just not caring in any way whatsoever, then going and squatting in their house like that and just thinking that's okay and treating them like that. And again, I reiterate, I know that's what a narcissist is. But just try and picture that, you know, you, you, you stand there and look in the mirror and think, fucking hell, what am I? You know, oh, just oh, so painful for OP. I wish you all the luck and love for the future, my friend. But what do you guys make of this one? Let us know your thoughts down in the comments below. Absolute mad one. And just a huge thank you for spending your time with me today, showing your love towards OP towards their story, towards one another down in the comments below. I think it's so, so important. Thank you so much. And hopefully I'll see you in the next one. Take care. Much love. Wake up, get up, stretch my legs. Eat some breakfast, milk and eggs. Brush my teeth up, wash my face. Throw my clothes on, start my day. Wake up. I can smell the smoke from the bacon. Yum, yum, yum. Let's go. See the sun shining from the windows. Okay. I know that's a dead. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Yeah.